So it's actually happening. The U.S. funded highly dangerous coronavirus research that was once banned at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That research involved creating new deadly viruses that never existed before. The clip goes on. That's in Australia. They're beginning to blame the Fouch. And I'll tell you, I have no idea how long this podcast episode is going to go. And I probably shouldn't say that because people don't listen over 45 minutes. I think this might be the most important podcast I ever do. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. As a great uh, pastor, Christian radio host Chris Brooks reminds us, the Apostle Paul continued to say that the Lord has made these days for us to rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. These are the voices of people traumatized by a psychotic medical tyrant. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. What are you guys doing? Get out. What are you guys doing? Get out. Don't touch me. Don't you have to touch me? Get out. Don't touch me. I'll explain what's going on in that clip, but they are the voices of people traumatized by a medical tyrant. The most important thing on a temporal basis that can ever happen if we ever want the world to go back to the state of relative freedom it had been is to punish the people who have pulled off the biggest swindle in our lifetime, the most deadly swindle in our lifetime. I'm going to state this absolutely as clearly as I possible can, possibly can. The argument cannot be made that any of this was incompetence. There's too much. There's too much evidence and we'll present it today in this episode of the Todd Herman show. And this might be the one that you share with your friends because there is there there can be no party to this. Although everything, of course, has been made divisive and political because the party needs that. They have to have us divided. When the whole world figures out what's been done, the pieces are going to fall to the ground. And hence you get Australian media. The U.S. funded highly dangerous coronavirus research that was once banned at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That research involved creating new deadly viruses that never existed before. Intelligence agencies are investigating whether such a virus may have leaked and resulted in a global pandemic. The person who knows more about this research than anyone is the top medical advisor to the president Anthony Fauci. But when the outbreak of the pandemic exploded and the White House was sitting there wondering how it all started, Fauci did not once mention gain-of-function research or the other research activities at the Wuhan laboratory. It was left to others to slowly uncover. Gain-of-function research involves experiments that can increase transmissibility or the virulence of pathogens, of viruses. This woman named is Sherry Markson. She's the investigations editor at the, uh, the Australian and the host of Sky News Australia program. That is a prison island. Australia has become a prison island. 
because of Anthony Fauci and the World Health or um, World Health Organization and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and all of them. And it's not incompetence. As I will say again, incompetence breeds chaos and unpredictability. What we've seen is anything but chaotic and completely predictable. In a chaotic organization without any controls, you would have random returns, random positions. You don't have that. Everything has followed in line. We'll go through that. This sound I played is of a black man stepping into an elevator with white women. Two years ago, these white women would have been canceled from their jobs. They would have been doxxed on social media. They would have been Karens. Racist Karens. Instead, these white women who in this clip, in this elevator, go about hitting a black man, smacking him to get him out of an elevator because these poor traumatized women notice he is not wearing a face diaper. Get out. Get out. Get out. What are you guys doing? Get out. What are you guys doing? What's wrong with you? Don't touch me. Don't you have to. Don't touch me. Get out. Don't touch me. I'm not touching you. Did you just hit me? Did you just hit me? You just hit me. You just hit me. Black Lives Matter. Yo, Black this is great. Wow. Black Lives Matter. Yo, stop. Stop recording. I don't know you. Yo, you need to stop. Get out. No, I'm not getting it. It's all on video. It's all on video. He didn't touch the women. They're assaulting him because he's not wearing something on his face. The black man is showing his face. These are traumatized people. This is a trauma- traumatizing program, and it is a reminder. Harvard University helped study how to traumatize Americans. 4,600 participants to traumatize them down a behavioral kill shoot. The same thing happened in England. I have read the documentation to you on this program. None of this is happenstantial. None of it is chaotic. None of it is incompetence. All of it is exactly what was planned. All of it. The only portion that's not is the degree to which people would not believe them. And the ultimate wild card, God. Before we begin the process of unveiling the evidence, a note from Melinda. Dear Todd, I've been listening to you since you stepped in for Ben Shapiro when Ben after Ben left. It was seven or eight years ago. I always thought you were interesting and bright. Once the lockdown started, I looked to you as the voice of reason. Once you started your new podcast, I wasn't quite sure I would like God sprinkled in, but it turns out I do. I have had an up and down, back and forth relationship with faith and God for most of my 59 years. Turns out I need him to make sense of it all. Thank you for being the vessel. Peace and love to you and your family. I love that you said vessel. That's exactly right. A clay pot. Let's keep this in mind as we go through the evidence. There was a moment in time in 2017 when Klaus Schwab was at Harvard University's John F. Kennedy School of Government. Klaus Schwab talked about some work they had done to infiltrate the cabinets of the world. Now, this is conspiracy theory stuff, except for the fact he's actually saying it. He actually names names. This is actually verifiable. These are actually the words of a man who has said, you will own nothing and you will be happy. 
this is actually a man speaking whose organization has proposed continual lockdowns because of the weather. This is a man who has proposed subsistence income for the world. This is a man whose organization cheers the traveling papers at restaurants all for public health, don't you know? This is Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum at Harvard University's John F. Kennedy School of Government in 2017. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like this Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But... um, What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of of, uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economic form. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina and uh, it's true in France now. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the president, with the- Recently, Klaus Schwab very, very proudly and on his hands and knees introduced the so-called president of China, the dictator, his excellency, to talk about equity, a country that has prison, well, has extermination camps of the Uyghur people, concentration camps. Introduced him to speak about equity, don't you know? Because nothing says equity, like taking a religious minority and selling their organs before you kill them. Well, and also their hair, just for good measure. Why let something go to waste? That was 2017. There was an event later called Event 201. And they kind of went through a rehearsal specifically a rehearsal of what you're living through up to and including how to get the death counts on CNN, how to get them to run a ticker tape of death when the deaths weren't enough because they never were, because this is basically a mild to bad flu season, depending on your age stratification, your obesity and whether or not you're diabetic and the common comorbid factors they included. How can we get the media to panic people? Now remember, Harvard University study. It was a group of Harvard uh, Harvard study paid for by the technocrats, the government, your tax dollars, 4,600 people. How do we scare people into taking an injection that is untested, that's experimental? How do we do that? Well, one of the things is apparently get people so traumatized that they will push a person out of an elevator for not wearing a face diaper, even a person of another race in a country made purposely race conscious. Event 201's been talked about a lot. This clip has not. What they've done, if you look, is blow up the existing healthcare system. To wit, the definition of deaths. Not what it means to be dead, but how you count them from a flu. They blew that up. The effect was COVID appeared 40 to 60% more deadly. They're still doing it, except they do it differently. If you've been injected, they do everything they can to make it appear that you did not die 
from COVID or from the injections. If you have not been injected, they do everything they can to make it appear that you did. The simplest way to explain this is the infamous PCR test, which was a change. Around the time of Event 201, we decided we're going to use a PCR test, which they can monkey with. High cycle rate, you get 95 to 98% false positive. Low cycle rate, you get much fewer false positives. For people who've been injected, they run a low cycle rate. For people who've not, they run a high cycle rate. That is not chaos. It is not incompetence. The people who run the PCR tests know exactly what happens when you turn the threshold up, just like you know exactly what happens when you turn up the volume on the player to which you're listening to this program. A bunch of technocrats in this script here, in this video here, talk about blowing it up. Blowing what up? Well, apparently they're talking about blowing up the nation's and the country's healthcare system or the way it had been. Blow it up towards what end? Well, to blow it up towards the end of them being able to rule based upon their likes and dislikes. Why don't we blow the system up? I mean, obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. But there must be some way that we grow vaccines mostly in eggs the way we did in 1947. In order to make the transition from getting out of the tried and true egg growing, which we know gives us results that can be you know, beneficial. I mean, we've done well with that to something that has to be much better. Uh, You have to prove that this works. And then you've got to go through all of the clinical trials, phase ones, phase twos, phase three, and then show that this particular product is going to be good over a period of years. That alone, if it works perfectly, is going to take a decade. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza, and it's going to be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is. We're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way. And they did it. They changed the perception. The COVID flu is effectively an influenza, man-made almost certainly. But it has the same death rate as influenza for people under the age of 60 or 70. In fact, for young kids, it's less deadly than influenza. So in a disruptive way, they changed the perception. The death counts on CNN. Then the case count, a meaningless phrase. Cases mean nothing, nothing. It's an empty word. It means nothing. Rather, it means whatever they need it to mean at the time. That's not an accident. That's not chaotic. That's not incompetence. It's perfect competence. By changing how you determine whether people have the virus from being scientifically rigorous, like culturing a virus, they made it okay to guess in the grossest possible way. Do you self-report having a temperature 
and chills. Do you live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of cases, cases, cases? Congratulations, you have COVID. No, we don't need you to come in and get tested. None of this is incompetence because none of it has bred chaos. It just seems chaotic. Also in the setup, finances. Everybody's getting paid because there's so much money to spread around. Everybody is getting paid. It is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. Everybody's getting paid. The financial incentives to hospitals for finding a COVID case, for turning a sprained ankle into a COVID visit, for testing people the day they leave. Someone's been in the hospital for a broken rib and they test them the day they leave and, oh, look, you're COVID positive. You were here for COVID. Cha-ching to schools for staying locked down, for masking, to news entities. It's brought to you by Pfizer. To state governments. During the so-called lockdowns, which are selective, they're not lockdowns because they're selective. Lockdowns of things that grow humanity, things that harm humanity, they kept going. The biggest wealth transfer in history happened from small business to big business. Zach Abraham has talked to us about this. They broke the law. The Fed started buying up corporate debt during a time when corporate entities were making money hand over fist. The money got spread around. Just like Robert Malone, Dr. Malone described on Joe Rogan's podcast. A hospitalist and not a hospital administrator. But the, the numbers are quite large. There's something like a $3,000 basically death benefit to a hospital if it can be claimed to be COVID. There's a financial incentive to call somebody COVID positive. The CDC made a determination in year one. This is why all of our baseline data is junk. What is the financial incentive to say that they're COVID positive? The, That's why the PCR cycles are ramped up so high? I, the, I, I, again, you're asking causation. Right. I, I can tell you that the hospitals receive a bonus from the government. I think it's like 3000 bucks if someone is hospitalized and able to be declared COVID positive. They also receive a bonus I think the total is something like 30000 in incentive if somebody gets put on the vent. Then they get a bonus if somebody is declared dead with COVID. And COVID. you have the arrival of remdesivir, a ridiculously bad, dangerous drug which is pushed down on everybody while therapeutics are blocked. The setup continued. We need to make sure that there's only one path forward. We may need to make sure that people don't have access to non-controversial, helpful therapeutics. The setup continued. For the first time in history, people were told, go home and get sicker. Come back when you can't breathe. For the first time in history, you did not have actual, actionable medical advice put out during a time like this, such as the following. Get outside and get fresh air. Get more sunshine. Take lots of vitamin C, lots of zinc. And here's some other things that you can take. They're not as well known. Things like quercetin and NIC. Here's how to get them. 
who are the people most at risk? They never talked about it because they needed it to be in the heads of the American people and globally. All people. It needed to be in their heads that everybody was at equal risk from this virus. That has never been true. Ever. The setup continued and rolled into now as the disease started to spread. Then we got into the promotion of the disease, the promotion business. You see, times like this, it is wildly important that you have voices you can trust. And remember this. Remember. And it's not, look, this is not like it's not a risky thing for him. When, when, when Zach Abraham comes on this program and once a week we have Zach on and he names names and he talks about the illegality of what the Fed has done with your money buying corporate debt. And he names names of people in his industry who are bad actors that that is not a risk free activity. It'd be a lot easier for Zach just to swim with the current, but he doesn't because he's a truth teller and he's a Jesus needer. He's the chief investment officer at Bulwark Capital, host of Know Your Risk Radio. Okay, six years back, he started telling people, if you're using bonds in the old 60-40 mix as the so-called safe portion of your portfolio, you may be taking a serious risk with your investments, particularly your retirement. Now, what he's talked about, in fact, and to just directly quote Zach Abraham, inflation with all this money printing and still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise. When inflation rises, bonds get crushed. Well, if part of your portfolio may be crushed, you probably want to switch that out. But with what? Well, that depends. Depends on your age, your income. Do you own land? Do you not own land? Are you in debt? Are you not in debt? Do you want to continue to work? What are your goals in retirement? So here's what you can do. If you're concerned about inflation like Zach is at Bulwark Capital Management, get yourself educated. Get Bulwark's bond replacement strategy. Okay, they publish this in a free book called Common Sense Investing. You can read it, and if you decide to, go do it on your own. If you read it and you say, yeah, I get it, and I'm very busy, I'd prefer to have an active investor do this for me, or active you know, financial manager, then get with Bulwark. So just call, figure it out for yourself if you want to do it on your own, or have Zach's company do it for you, have Zach do it. Here's what you do. Call, get your free copy of Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Or since we're probably, well, I don't know if you're online, probably in your car. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. I do have to say this. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Truck Financial LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. And Zach Abraham is the guy who has come on this program once a week since we began and told the truth about his industry. The setup. Does everybody see the setup? Find me the chaos in the setup. Find me the time where they didn't make COVID appear worse. Find me the time where they didn't confuse people by pretending everybody was at risk. Find me the time where Fauci came out to say, hey, listen, the school lockdowns is madness. Kids are not at risk from this. Find me that time because it never happened. Why? Because the goal was always the same, to scare people into a behavioral kill shoot. Even after Delta and and we're in the Omicron and even then, the promoters of Tony Fauci in the media, and they are his promoters. Can anyone actually deny that they are the promoters of Tony Fauci? Who's become known as America's doctor. The nation's top infectious disease expert, Anthony Fauci. You are uh, seen to many as a, a superhero. Dr. Anthony Fauci. 
American hero and New York Yankee fan. You've done so much for this country in terms of this crisis, so I really appreciate your insight. Who better to give us answers that we can trust than Dr. Anthony Fauci? The perfect person to answer our questions today. Joining us now, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Anthony Fauci, appreciate your candor. Dr. Fauci. Appreciate the candor. We appreciate your service to this country. We appreciate your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Greatly appreciate your service to America. Thank you for your 37 years of service, I believe, to seven presidents. And thank you for your work over the past year. The great news goes on for another one minute, 19 seconds. There's a link in the podcast notes from news.grabian.com. And thank you, Tom from Grabian for putting that together. The setup continued It worked exactly as it's supposed to work. And we got into the stage of Omicron. One day I was watching the news, doing me some news prep or some show prep. And I saw some some government bureaucrat say the phrase viral storm. It's one of those things where he's on with one of Grim Milestone's colleagues. So uh, just ask you a question. Uh, This Omicron, uh, people seem to think that this is. uh, Remember, Grim had himself some pericarditis, myocarditis from the injections. Uh, people seem to think that this is less virulent. Well, what we could be dealing with here is a, is a viral storm. It's, it's, it could be a virus. I heard I go, oh, there it is. Right there. There it is. It's just like the media repeated. What we are looking at, public health officials say, is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Tonight, the pandemic of the unvaccinated continues to wreak havoc across the country. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. Pandemia de unvaccination. Pandemic devil. I can't speak German. Uh, what would it be? Yekenstein pandemic. Sorry. And if you're German, so am I. Herman. You have two N's. H-E-R-M-A-N-N. Great grandpa struck the last N after World War II. He did not. He was very upset with Nazi Germany. Well, and who wasn't? Anyone who was saying. So the promoters continued. I heard that. I said, viral storm. Ooh, that's good. Someone's going to start using that. Lo and behold, what did we get from the promoters of this pandemic and the promoters of Tony Fauci? I think we're really just about to experience a viral blizzard. You heard infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm say that we're about to experience a, a viral blizzard. One expert now warns a viral blizzard. As the country braces for a viral blizzard, there will be a viral blizzard of COVID cases. The country is facing a viral blizzard. A COVID viral blizzard. A viral blizzard is about to hit the U.S. One infectious disease expert saying a, quote, viral blizzard is about to hit this country. And of course, the viral blizzard never came unless you count the cases in the injected. There's your blizzard. And incidentally, that's not natural that people all say the same thing about the same person. At the same time. But they all did. How on earth could such a thing occur? It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. 
Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning, sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet, sponsored by Pfizer. Anytime they wanted to, the Mockingbirds could have asked some very, very simple questions. Dr. Fauci, are children at risk from this? If so, what percentage? Is this more deadly than the flu? Is this less deadly than the flu for children? Dr. Fauci, why is it okay for people to not wear masks when they're on TV? Dr. Fauci, have you ever cultured a virus in someone from COVID-19 or are we just doing all PCR tests? Dr. Fauci, why did you change the, change the definition of what it means to die from a disease? Dr. Fauci, what gives you the right to change what the word vaccine means? Why do you get to do that? Dr. Fauci, the World Health Organization has said there's no such thing as herd immunity unless it comes from an injection. Wouldn't that mean that all people would be dead if we didn't, as a species, develop immunity to things? Following up on that, Dr. Fauci, would that be true that when 10 people get immunity to the same thing, that's a herd of people being immune? And then when it's 10 million, it's a bigger herd. Wouldn't that be the case? Fauci, any time they wanted to. Does someone think that I've got some sort of magic key on hard questions for Fauci and they're not even that hard? No, I don't. Little nasty secret about the media business. There's scaredy cats in it. Tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of scaredy cats. Why? Because people commonly get into the media business for the following reason. They have a deep desire and a deep need. They really do. And look, I live in a glass house over here. I've got all sorts of needs and desires. I'm a, you know, I, I battle the flesh all day. If you're not battling the flesh, you're probably not living a Christian life, incidentally. I've said the day I wanted to jack a guy up. The prey in my car, come on. He, just because he ran over your foot. You uh, have not yet rated the podcast. And you want... You want to help us continue to do programs like this, where this, I'm, I'm sorry, I, this sounds so egotistical. I am deeply frustrated by COVID coverage because with the exception of Steve Dace and, and Daniel Horowitz and, and Alex Berenson and some other and Malone and, and uh, Brett Weinstein, his brother, Dark Horse, there's just the, the mainstream. And I come from mainstream media. I, I, I was in mainstream media for, for 15 years uh, ish. Or worked around it for, well, worked around it for 20 years, 25 years. I'm so old, it's sick. I get it and I understand it. But if this is the sort of podcast you want, the biggest thing you could do for us today is get this podcast. And if you've got friends who want who want actual hard-hitting COVID coverage, send this to them, please, to 10 friends. And if they listen to Rush and love them, God rest Rush, all the better, because they might remember me from guest hosting. That's the number one thing you could do to today to help this program go. So with the setup to the promotion, to the media practicing the propaganda of silence on death rates, on, on age stratification, on comorbid factors, on asking even decently intelligent questions of the Fouch instead of they just, you know, we're, we're genuflecting to him. Even with all of that, they weren't done. Then we got into the injections and the game really, really began. The game began with telling people the same thing over and over and over and over again. It was a purposeful phrase. It was designed 
for public consumption. It's poll tested. The phrase is safe and effective. Running up to the release of these mRNA injections, which were already designed, they had been patent trading on these things for two or three years. They knew they wanted to get this stuff into the marketplace. They knew that they wanted to switch over to mRNA injections, but why? Because they want to gene edit us. What other doors might this mRNA vaccine open? And, and There is a third yeah, application, please. which is for people uh, that uh, they are born with a mistake in their DNA code. And uh, there are a lot of rare diseases that uh, they are happening to people because somewhere in one gene, there is one small mistake in their DNA. And uh, those people are, you know, they have to live with that until the end of their lives. And many times their life doesn't last very long because of this uh, mistake in their, in their genes. Uh, there are a lot of uh, technologies that are trying to use gene editing so that they are trying to use same technology to be able to change, repair the mistake of your DNA so that uh, you can cure basically those. Now, look, 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 a couple things. They didn't tell us that. And if you said it on social media, you got banned or suspended for calling it gene sequencing. It's gene sequencing. The CEO of Bayer said, if we tried to just tell people, hey, this is gene, this is a gene sequencing technology, gene therapy. Do you want it? People would say no. They didn't tell people that there's no informed consent. Oh, public health experts say the uh, the vaccines are safe and effective. Ah, my myocarditis acted up. I'm Grimmelstone. They didn't tell us that because they didn't want us to know what it was. That's the opposite of informed consent. Now, it's all well and good if you want gene sequencing to correct something in your body, like, God forbid, a cancer or a, um, a degenerative disease. Fine, please, please do that. But keep in mind that CEO of Pfizer who was speaking there, please keep this in mind. They think they're their own gods. When you hear that clip, remember, I beg you, these companies are shooting children up with wrong sex hormones to create a new being. These companies have every intent to respond to pharmacological changes in your body, no matter what they are. Guys, I have a friend whose son, God, God bless him, believes he's a lizard man. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's not that different. It's not that different from I was born in the wrong body. He believes he's a lizard, a large lizard. He's, he's ill. And he requires our prayers, not our mocking. The people who sell this stuff to kids, you think they'd say no? If there were tens of millions of people who say, I want scales, they'd say no. They're not saying it to children. So when you hear gene sequencing and the good it can do, yes, 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 it can. So can hormonal therapy for folks who've been through accidents or illnesses. Yes, 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 it can. Misapplied, what do we get? Keep in mind, Pfizer, big partners in China, they're experimenting with putting pig wombs in men so that men can become pregnant. Pig wombs. Because nothing says helping people like having a child 
gestate in the body of a male inside the womb of a swine. Nothing says good outcome like that. So they come out. We're back through. Let's go back through where we've traveled. The setup. The blow it up. The get people on the, the cabinets around the world. Then you have the blow it up meeting. Let's just blow up the healthcare system. We want to be able to put gene therapies in people. And we're the smart people. And, and we need to be able to do that. That's the setup. Then there's event 201, a rehearsal. Now you see event 201 on the screens. You're living through it. March of 2020, we saw this. They continue. The people terrified in the elevator because the black man's not wearing a woke mask. That's what we live in. Then it came time to release the injections. The World Health Organization put out a video with some acoustic guitar playing and and they talk about how long it takes to produce these vaccines. And that's before we understood. Well, some of us knew they weren't vaccines, but as they started to produce them and they they said, oh, it takes this long period of time, a very comforting thing. You're going to hear a couple things here. You'll hear a part of that ad from the World Health Organization, but you'll also hear the words of people who've been harmed by these injections. And wouldn't you know it? The same media who wouldn't tell people the age stratification or that if you are heavy or obese, that's a ticket to getting COVID. The getting outside, high levels of vitamin D, high levels of vitamin C, high levels of zinc, additional things that quercetin can protect you from illness in general, by the way. Instead of doing that, they pretended everybody was at risk. They're still practicing the propaganda of silence when it comes to people harmed by these injections. 11th of March, right after it tore my IT band in my hip. Very painful. Then I started with lovely sores like this. It started going on my arms and they're on my legs. Developing a vaccine is a long road full of checkpoints. Different phases of testing are designed to make sure it is both effective and safe. When the vaccine became available, I didn't want it, but I felt the duty to lead by example and do what was best to protect my community, my family, my patients, because that's what I was told that this would do. But let me tell you what it did do. On January 10th, my life changed forever. What started as a headache 13 hours after my vaccine ended up being inflammation in my brain, increased intracranial pressure. I have neurological deficits such as a stutter, twitches, tremors, which recently led me to falling and breaking my foot. But because of the urgent need for a COVID-19 vaccine, some of the phases can run in parallel and the research team can submit a request for temporary authorization from national regulatory authorities. Um, So it went from that to me having really bad pains in my knees. Um, The pain was so bad to the point that like, I I could barely walk. Like it felt like every time I was walking, it felt like I was just gonna like topple over. Um, It was like my body couldn't hold my weight like, I I just, I don't know, it was just pain, just pain in my knees. Um. Sometimes they'll pause the trials to check the results, always making sure the candidate vaccine is safe. Do they? They don't. Pfizer destroyed the trials by availing people 
who were in the control group of the injections. They lied about the number of people who died. They lied about the number of miscarriages, spontaneous abortions, stillbirths. They lied. This is a company that's paid the biggest fine in history for lying. The same media who hates big business, big oil is objecting to standards they say would cripple their industry where experts in the environment say it's the only way to keep children from spontaneously bursting into flames in their beds. I'm Grim Miles. Hi, myocarditis. And it continued. We were told, oh, there'll never be such a thing as an injection diktat. They're never going to force people to get it to work, to, to involve themselves in public life. You're crazy. This isn't going to happen. It happened. But they ignored something else as they promoted the one-way tickets to the injections. The biggest lie of all, probably. To go to the ToddHermanShow.com. There you can leave us messages, and I'm busily reading. I'm catching up again. I went through a phase. It's super busy. I allowed, I allowed myself the excuse of being busy to not respond to listener emails. I caught up on a bunch of them over the weekend, and the, the notes are so meaningful to me. I've, I'm, I go through and I read every single one, and I just, I've got to make time to respond, but we're featuring more of them on the air. We decided to do more shows that are listener emails, particularly of the hard question variety. So you go to the ToddHermanShow.com. If you have feedback on the show, you can leave it there. And, and you could also, by the way, leave messages for the team, tech issues, things like that. They love that. Ideas, stuff like that. We do actually like the ideas. Um, and we do, in fact, yep, we have another advertiser joining us. You know, Alan's Soaps. Alan, our, Alan's Artesian Soaps is on. We've got another one. You're going to love it. I cannot wait to tell you what's coming as we continue to help small businesses grow as our small podcast grows into a much larger podcast. Thanks to God Almighty and thanks to you. Natural immunity is the same thing as a functioning vaccine. The mRNA injections are not functioning and they're not vaccines. As they continue down the one-way shoot on the not chaotic, not incompetent, none of this is chaos, none of it's incompetent, they continued down the plan to inject everybody in the decade of vaccines, which is what Bill Gates called it. He worked with Fauci to have his decade of vaccines. They literally pretended that natural immunity was a dangerous theory. Your government and your media pretended natural immunity is a dangerous theory. They set up two camps, so-called vaccinated and so-called unvaccinated, even as 100 million Americans or more had robust, elastic, helpful, long-lasting immunity to the COVID flu. That's not at all chaotic. It's not incompetence. It goes to the very heart of what they demand. Everybody gets injected. That's the plan. They planned their work. They worked their plan. And the fact is, they've known forever that these things do not stop the injections, or probably the the transmission of these flus. They've known it forever. The Pfizer CEO himself 
admitted there's no protection. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, uh, in, in, against deaths, I think, very good. Um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now, we are working on a, on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1. You know what else offers good protection against death and hospitalization? Getting the virus and getting over it 99.87% of the time. That also does it. That's a meaningless statistic. Even then, they weren't done. It began in the separate country of Washington states and New York, both separate countries. They began to ban people from life. They began to fire the same people we were told were heroes. They started to fire them for not taking the injections. People who had prior immunity were told we don't care for the first time in life. If you were better off without the injection, you had to get it for the first time in life. It goes to the same goal. Everyone gets injected. Everybody. Go back to the setup. Blow it up. Change perceptions. Put people on committees and put people on cabinets. Speaking of that, we live now in part of the aftermath of all of this. We'll get to that in a second, including what Amazon's doing with this. Oh, you haven't heard this? You didn't hear about Amazon One? Oh, wait, did you hear about what's going on in Quebec when you go shopping if you're an uninjected person? Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, no, the aftermath, it's not done yet. It's done when people stop complying, and until then, it's not going to get done. We go back to the note from Melinda. Dear Todd, I've been listening to you since you stepped in from Ben Shapiro when he left. I always thought you were interesting and bright. Once the lockdown started, I looked to you as the voice of reason. Once you started your new podcast, I wasn't quite sure I would like God sprinkled in, but it turns out I do. I have an up and down, back and forth relationship with faith and God for most of my 59 years. Turns out I need him to make sense of it all. Thank you for being the vessel. Peace and love to you and your family. And to you, Melinda. And God be with you as well. We all need God to help this make sense. And this is the most counterintuitive thing you're ever going to hear. Well, that's egotistical. I feel this is very counterintuitive, but this is God's wisdom. Philippians 4. Verse 8. Oh, pardon me. No, what is this? Yeah, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 13. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Incidentally, context matters. The Apostle Paul is writing from prison. He's chained to a wall in the utter darkness and the cold and the hot, and it's a basement. It's filth. Filth. His condition, not him and not his writing. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And he means Jesus the Christ. This is the hardest thing. Tony Fauci, in my judgment, is a psychotic killer. He's joined at the hip, in my opinion, my personal opinion, the CEO of Pfizer is a psychotic killer. I believe that their worship of money and power is beyond measure. Remember Fauci, the public servant, he and his wife with their $10 million net worth, and that's the money we know about. It's so easy to become the anger. Instead, I choose to become the focus. I choose to look at this and say, the Lord has chosen this time for us to live. Why do you think? Because he couldn't trust us? Why did he have you live through this? Because it is the perfect time for you to say, look at the schemes of these men and that God warned us. Look at the schemes of these men and yet it didn't work. Look what they've tried to do and yet look at the Canadian truckers. Look at the order they tried to impose on people, the orders and the diktats, and look at even duty-bound service members who said no. Look now as people even on the left, like Barry Weiss, the former New York Times editorial page manager, is waking up, or publisher, waking up. They're beginning to see, now that's secular, but it's a small step from they lied about this, they lied about that. What else have they lied about? They've lied about what it means to be a Christian. God is not a gumball machine. It's not a vending machine. God is the creator of all. He's a loving father. And most of all, well, loving and equally righteous. None of this is a surprise to God Almighty. None of it operates in the dark. At no time has God said, wow, that Fauci's clever. I didn't see that coming. That never happened because he's warned us about the Fauci's forever. And we're just the latest generation to go through this. And here's the greatest news of all. Every time this has happened, God's kingdom has expanded. Every single time. As people turn back and realize, oh, that's right. Yeah, kings are a bad idea. Except for the one and true king. Oh my goodness, the magnificence of God's plan. If you listen to Zach's radio show, you do that, go to knowyourriskradio.com. One day I'll tell the full story about how Zach was involved in making this podcast what it's become with... We flirt with, oftentimes we're in the top mm, 60, 55 on Apple uh, for general news. And we're from time to time in the top 30 on Spotify. That's nuts. And we thank you for that. One day I'll tell the whole story about that. Not only is he a great fund manager, he's a great friend of the show. His radio show is fantastic. It's knowyourriskradio.com. We live now in the aftermath of all this. It's not just people, white women, screaming at a black man because the black man has his face showing. Get out. Get out. Get out. 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 
What you guys doing? Get out. What you guys doing? Get out. What's wrong with you? Don't touch me. Don't you have to touch me. Don't touch me. Get out. Don't touch me. I'm not touching you. Oh, did you just hit me? Did you just hit me? You just hit me. You just hit me. You too? These people are permanently traumatized. Only God can rescue them. We live in the aftermath. Tony Fauci did this. The party did this. They have permanently harmed these people's mental health permanently. And then there's this. A Boston patient has been told he has to die because he's not injected. Man was waiting for a heart transplant. The party says, no, you can't have a heart transplant until you get injected. DJ Ferguson was on the list. He's at Brigham and Women's Hospital. He's not eligible because he hasn't gotten injected. Incidentally, the thing that the injections most commonly harm in men his age is your heart. Yeah, inject a guy who needs a heart transplant with something that is likely to harm, well, not likely, but if it's going to harm him, it would be your heart or your lungs. No, you have to die. Sorry. There is no difference between an injected and uninjected human being. Other than the injected are at risk from the injections. The uninjected are not. That's the aftermath. Why do I call Tony Fauci a psychotic killer? Well, because as part of his push, as part of his plan, as part of the working his plan and planning his planning his work and working his plan, in an effort to force people down the behavioral kill shoot of the only thing is the mRNA injections, they blocked therapeutics. Hey, you don't trust me? Let's go to the CBN network and talk to doctors who are finally beginning to speak out. Yes, and I don't want to focus on myself. I want to focus on some of the data that's coming out because we're told, take this vaccine to protect your patients. And if you look at the UK safety agency data, there's some incredible stuff coming out, which shows that if you're double vaccinated and boosted, you're more likely to get infected than vaccinated. There's a study that's just come out of Israel Gazette at all, they've looked at the vaccines and unvaccinated group and the vaccinated group are 27 times higher risk of developing symptoms and eight times higher risk of hospitalization. I don't want to get into the data, but what it's trying to say is this whole premise that take the vaccine, reduce hospitalization, make things safer. It's actually nonsense. It's the other way around. And now even the CDC are coming out saying natural immunity is what's paramount. And why have we not talked about this? And if we come back to informed consent, it's about giving people choices and options. It's not just vaccine. Why have we never talked about any other treatment options? Because that's patient safety as well. 400,000 people may have been saved by having access to the therapeutics that Tony Fauci suppressed. The same thing he did during AIDS, HIV. And as we go forward and we see a 40% increase in all-cause non-COVID mortality in this country and other mass injection countries from things like suicides and overdoses and heart attacks and cancers, we're eventually, in my judgment, going to find out that a lot of it was tied to the injections. Oh, but we still live in the aftermath of all this, this psychosis. You have this. The Fouch, 
has announced that children younger than four will get three doses of the vaccines, so-called vaccines, three, no, pardon me, four. No, that's not right. Children under the age of four will get three doses of the injections. Indeed, here's a Canadian doctor who works at Children's Hospital, but can't say which one. Here's his experience with these injections that the media is still covering up. Hello, this is going to be my first and only TikTok and possibly the swan song of my uh, fading career, but uh, whatever. I have something to say, and I've been inspired by the truckers making their way across Canada, and uh, it's time. If people have something to say and they're in a position to uh, share a little bit of knowledge with the world right now, it's time, and that time is running short. Currently, I work as a cardiology technologist at a children's hospital in Canada. I can't say which one because the last time I spoke out regarding the uh, masking of children and its effects on their cognitive and social development, um, I got in a little bit of trouble. And it turns out two years in that this virus is airborne and that piece of cloth of that unknown thread count with a leopard print or whatever you've been wearing or forcing on your child has had no effect. But now that the vaccine is out, we are seeing just as many, if not more, children presenting, and this is on the requisitions for their treadmill tests and their various other non-invasive diagnostic tests, post-mRNA vaccine myocarditis is the clinical indication that the physicians are putting on. And it's very shocking for these parents. Their child spends a number of days in the hospital. They feel better. They come out, and then we have to do a workup on their hearts. It is said that this is mild. I can't say that. I don't know. But this is what the physicians say. So that may very well be the case. Anyhow, I serve this country, and I believe that once you take an oath of service, it never ends. And this is my service to the country. And hopefully this will inspire physicians to speak out. And it should. We live in the aftermath of this. There are children whose hearts are swollen. There are children whose hearts, children whose hearts are damaged. The heart's unique. You know what it doesn't do? It doesn't regenerate. Dead heart cells are dead. It's one of two portions of the body, as I understand it, that don't regenerate. Once they're gone, they're gone. We live in this aftermath. The aftermath, though, is so good for a lot of companies. Still to this day, the stock of Facebook and, and, and Twitter and Walmart and Amazon.com are through the roof. And there's a new behavior. The behavior is people have been taught. It's quite normal to be tracked wherever you go. This is Zoe. Just like you, she uses lots of different cards and IDs to get through her day. What if all Zoe needed was herself? Introducing Amazon One, a free service that lets you use your palm to quickly pay for things, gain access, earn rewards, and more. Let's say you're grabbing your favorite coffee beverage or heading into the office, or checking out. Just hover your palm and you're on your way. It's as easy as that. Sign up is free and takes less than a minute. All you need is a credit card, your phone number, and your palm. In the state of Utah, in the United States, they are bragging about their new digital ID. That they're going to push down on people. Your driver's license is going to be on your phone. So will the GPS app from your insurance company that decides whether you really needed to take that turn that quickly. Oh, it doesn't know you were trying to miss a dog or a human. It doesn't know that and it doesn't care. The points go on your license. You know, this is going to be there. Ah, eventually your medical records and then your money. 
Well, it's not your money. It's the party's money because don't you know, as digital currencies come about and are blessed by the government, all of a sudden you don't actually own anything. Just like the music our young people have been taught that you rent. Just like John Deere tractors. Farmers were not allowed to repair their tractors because after all, they don't own them. They own the hardware. They lease the software from John Deere. But it's here. The aftermath is so very clear. First of all, freedom of movement. In Quebec, in the former country of Canada, if you are not injected and you decide you want to go shopping, guess what you need? A watcher. Today, big box stores that have a footprint of 1,500 square meters uh, or more are going to have to ask people, customers, to show proof of vaccination. Now, pharmacies and grocery will be exempt from this. So if you're going into a Costco or a Walmart or something like that, where you might be going in uh, to buy groceries or visit the pharmacy, uh, in that case, an employee will have to be with that person as they walk through the store to make sure that they do not go uh, and buy other products or other items that might be in the store. The aftermath is continuing trauma as long as people put up with it. But that's not the full thing. You've heard me say in the program that I believe our conscience is our bridge to the Lord. I mean that. We can't think like God, his size and his scope and infinite knowledge and and, and omniscience and omnipresence and he's got to be simple but our conscience is a bridge to him the apostle paul wrote about the fact that the natural law that lives in us is a sign that we are all born with something we're all born with a signature from god things we should do and ought not do and we know from a young age that it's wrong to steal and that's why we lie about it when we're young did you eat the cookies no what's that on your face it's not cookie It's in us. Our conscience was programmed by the Almighty. Well, all of us was. The party wants to take away people's conscience. Do you remember we banned the program with the setup and Klaus Schwab bragging about young Justin Trudeau? Here's a little sound clip we played last hour of young Justin Trudeau, where it's no longer just you can't say things or do things. There are unacceptable thoughts. small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. They hold unacceptable views. The lasting aftermath of Tony Fauci's assault, Bill Gates' assault, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Pfizer's assault, the party's assault, is half this world has surrendered their conscience to them. Said a different way. Jesus Christ said, I will build my church upon this rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
Congratulations. You're part of the body of Christ. And the gates of hell have not prevailed against your knowledge in the one true king. Well, there'll be more tests. The party's not done. But thus far, I'm really happy for you and thankful for you. I'm thankful that God left us this little instruction book. This is the Todd Herman Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and do. Be right with God.